So Martin Luther King Day just happened, and it's one of the most important holidays in the United States, uh, other than, you know, the 4th of July and some other founding day holidays, because it really speaks to the core of, of why the U.S. was founded the way it was, and as a, a triumph over a lot of the issues of our, our history, especially social issues and uh, racial tensions. Uh, racial tensions that are really unique to uh, the United States as it, as it pertains to the melting pot that it is. Now, in these two articles that I've written over the past um, over the past couple days, um, I, I, I did want to make it clear this does relate to finance, but we're going to look at it from a macro level and a social level first before we bring it down to the more personal, uh, you know, what does this mean for us? So, more importantly, I do want to talk about the one of my favorite people in history, um, who is Dr. King. And I'm not just saying this as though, you know, uh, because his, his holiday just occurred and, and it's a trendy thing to say that, uh, that he's one of your favorites. I, I truly admire who he is because he, in a lot of ways, was like our founding fathers. Our founding fathers were principled men with flaws, but could see a brighter future for the rest of us. And they acted on that. They didn't act in the moment. They didn't act on their day because, and there were would have been people who supported him. Dr. King could have been uh, a force for retaliation because obviously there are a lot of grievances in the black community against the uh, abuses of the Jim Crow era in the South, for instance. Um, or you had segregated water fountains. You had, um, uh, you know, in, in the NFL, there were still teams that, that wouldn't, uh, the Washington Redskins, uh, notoriously, they wouldn't sign black players or, or they couldn't play a linebacker or, or quarterbacks because, you know, that was a white position because you're too, because they thought quarter that, that black people were too stupid to play those positions. And so you had a lot of really disgusting philosophies that were still prevalent in King's day and aggressive reactions to those would have been, I think, viewed in the lens of history as, as justified. That's not what he did, though. Like Martin Luther, the German man who King was actually named after, um, he took those abuses and used it as a platform to attempt to bring people back to what should be. And and our founders, and the way I look at it is, though they owned slaves and wrote about freedom, you can look in a lot of their writings that they were conflicted. They, they needed the support of the South um, in order to defeat the British, so they couldn't outright ban slavery. And Jefferson wrote about this, and one of his famous quotes was that, uh, slavery is like a wolf and we're simply riding on its back that eventually it would devour the country. And in, in a lot of ways he was right. We have George Washington who wanted his slaves freed upon his death and then he dies and his wife changed the will. Another topic for another day. But you have what our founders set out. You see a lot of that in, in King's life where King on a, on the stage was very much a unifying force and someone who didn't see he had a dream in which 
uh, uh, one race would be superior to the next or or be viewed in a better light. Instead, he said, I have a dream in which we are judged based off of the content of our character and not on the basis of skin color. And that speaks to, at the core of it, what our Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and the very being of our nation is. What have you done, and what is your character? Nothing else. A true meritocracy. That's what King was talking about. And you have a modern, more modern interpretation of activism, specifically in academia, and I touched on this in Crime of the Century, um, though not as much as I would like to, where you have this new philosophy, and it is, uh, as someone like a Dr. Peterson has written about, that has the ideas that instead of creating something new, we have to tear up the old. And so you have this new wave activism, which is so much about destroying the past instead of building off of it, um, that really is actually counter to what King was talking about. And then they'll use Dr. King in their speeches, what I th which I think is a perversion of his message, forgotten his message in some respects, that we can build a better future if we build it on merits of who we are, what we've done, and what our character is. But we have, unfortunately, accepted a lot of other philosophies and, and premises about our own country that run counter to this. And I'll explore it more in, in other books and, and writings uh, at some other time, because the point, really, of this um, video, uh, uh, the personal level that I want to get to, not necessarily the, this is the preliminary stuff that that needs to be understood and needs to be said before we get to this point that I want to make, and that's pressure and activism, social activism, doesn't have to be throwing a tantrum. You don't have to yell and scream and say that the other side is this evil monster or this this uh, uh, bad person, because in a lot of times people will, will think that they are right, and they are doing things not intentionally to, not um, not maliciously. And you see this actually in the financial industry where you have these things called uh, activist funds. And basically they're, you know, we won't invest in tobacco, we won't invest in, in some cases, gun manufacturers, we won't, if we feel a company is doing something illicit or wrong, we may target them as someone that we won't invest in. And you can see the importance of uh, investor money and public money that goes into these companies, you know, Peloton, Uber, Lyft, a lot of these companies that are well under the watermark but are public companies are surviving off a lot of um, a lot of investor dollars. And so in the UK, I'm sorry, in the EU, there was actually a study done by the, uh, that's where I got the UK mix up, by the uh, Oxford Review of Finance that I was just reading, and, and I reference heavily in, in those articles that I've written, in which they actually looked at it, and if a company feels as though they are going to be targeted by an activist fund, they will actually start to make changes just based off of that pressure, because... These activist funds are becoming more and more popular in something like hedge funds, which a lot of uh, the wealthier people will invest in. And 
the reason that in some cases these funds are chosen are because it's it's good political or PR capital for the wealthier who might be politicians or connected to politicians in some way. And so in order to save face, they do want to put their money uh, into something that they can defend. And so if a company feels like it's going to be left out of these activist funds um, because it is doing something uh, not necessarily malicious, but maybe wrong, or, you know, maybe they're, they're using uh, sweatshops, or, or maybe they're doing something maybe they shouldn't be um, at the top levels, you know, with, with the board of directors, there, there will be changes in some cases to these companies. And I'll link the, um, I'll link the uh, review in, uh, in the description here. And so you can see for yourself the, the differences in company policies that occur when they feel that they've been targeted by uh, activist funds. And so this isn't, you know, this isn't a way where you're pounding the table and screaming and yelling to make a difference, but you're just making subtle changes. And in a way, they even, uh, as, as part of the study, they realized that these changes, in some cases, don't even result in a drop for the CEO or even a drop in the uh, in the share price because funds are still investing in these companies because they make those changes and then they're no longer targeted. So you actually see a positive change within the company and nobody gets hurt. The CEO remains on in many of these cases and the stock price doesn't drop. Showing yourself as someone who is socially conscious but also not seen as someone who is toxic. You know, you're not just muckraking and mudslinging, but you're actually doing something positive. And you can see that in exemplified in this article in the financial industry and, of course, in other industries. You know, if someone is knowingly doing something wrong, it's not that hard to shame them into, to, into changing. Now, of course, if someone is doing nothing wrong and you're just pounding the table and saying, you're this, you're this, you're part of this big, expansive system and you need to change that, that's where you get a lot of the, the pushback. And that's why I think you see a lot of the political violence, because you have one side saying, you're part of this oppressive system, and the other, the other side saying, I haven't done anything wrong personally. My merits aren't bad. My merits aren't wrong. I just happen to have these characteristics about myself that I can't change, and I'm being attacked based on that basis. And that's where you see a lot of the uh, tension between the two sides. So again, the reason I chose this topic is because it is MLK Day, and I think... He is somebody who we need to honor, not more in terms of giving more holidays or anything, but honor in terms of actually living out what he wanted to see done in the world because it's it's doable.